Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. Today, we're going to look at character, and specifically our character as a leader. I was recently reading a book, The World's Most Powerful Leadership Principle by James Hunter. And in it, he shares that as he was writing this book, that CEO had become a four-letter word in many circles, that in the midst of corporate after corporate scandal, USA Today, CNN, Gallup Poll, they were all stating that seven in 10 Americans say they distrust CEOs of large corporations. In fact, it went on to say that fully eight in 10 believe top executives of large companies will take improper actions to help themselves at the expense of their companies. The credibility for business leaders was hitting an all-time record low. What a challenge for us as leaders to have to overcome the stigma that's out there. But one area that we can definitely focus in and improving that is our character. Influencer Sadie Robertson Huff was talking with her grandmother about some of the challenges of her leadership and perhaps some critiques she was receiving. And her grandmother replied to her, Sadie, if you're holding the football, you're going to get tackled. As leaders, We're holding the football every day, and yet somehow we continue to be surprised that we get knocked down. But it's during those times that we're knocked down that we experience those rough encounters that our character is revealed. And there are so many eyes watching us that we have influence through our character, which makes it even more important that we develop a strong character as leaders. Three areas that we're going to look at and how we can do that, time, attitude, and teamwork. In our time, how are we handling our time? Are we making good use of it? Is a task given to us a task that is going to be accomplished? Can our team depend on us? It's said in research that if you set a daily agenda, you're more apt to be able to actually achieve the things that you want to get accomplished in your day. And my kids and I do this every day. We will, on our way to school, talk through what the plan is for the day. My, my son loves it. He'll always ask, Mama, what's the plan for today? And basically, this helps us create alignment in our day, but it also helps communicate expectations of the day. And a tool that we can utilize to best prioritize what our day might look like and be able to accomplish things at hand is the Eisenhower matrix. That is where it talks about the urgency of how soon does it matter, as well as the importance of how much does it matter. And I would encourage you to also look at the significance of how long does it matter. But utilizing tools like this can help us look at the priority of our task at hand and best fit it into where it needs to be accomplished. So we truly are being good stewards of our time. Another area that we can work on building that character for the influence that we have is in our attitude. Do we just go into work all bearish because we had a very tough morning at home? Maybe an unexpected phone call or a run-in with our spouse or our children? It's so important to utilize the tool of compartmentalizing. So you're in your one lane of your morning and the the morning that you had at home. But then when you're at work or when you arrive to work, you're able to compartmentalize and going into that second lane and not going in as if you're a bear in the morning, but having more of a positive influence of a clean slate as you walk in that front door. 
Because if we're not switching over from that lane one to lane two, we're setting ourselves up for a major collision. Now, it's not as we compartmentalize, it's not saying that lane one didn't happen, that our morning didn't exist, because it did. And it's still going to impact us or affect us throughout what we have to handle once we get off work. But that doesn't mean that we have to negatively influence those around us because of our attitude. We can make that choice to compartmentalize, to have a positive attitude, to readjust and have a fix of our attitude and not have that be overbearing on those that we're around. And then on our teamwork, how are we viewing the team that we work with? Are we seeing them as competition or are we constantly comparing ourselves with them? Or are we coming alongside of them and seeing them as a companion, as our, as our co-mate for the projects that we need to get accomplished at work? We hopefully are surrounding ourselves with people that are going to balance us. Where we are weak, they are going to be a strength. And vice versa, where they're weak, we're going to be able to utilize our talents in rising up and being a strength, a positive teamwork environment. And so many times along this way in the influence of our time and our attitude and our teamwork, we get stuck in in the lack of being able to forgive. Forgive that time when a coworker slacked off and we had to pick up the work, which maybe made us late for something or, or miss something with our family. Or maybe the lack of forgiveness of the attitude that someone came into work or or maybe just totally reamed you and you have not forgot and you're not going to let them forget either. Or that forgiveness of a teamwork when someone wasn't showing that they were a team player or when someone went head to head with you in competition for that promotion and it really made you competitors instead of coming alongside each other and being companions. Forgiveness. See, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's, it's not telling them that they were right. It's not saying that what they did to you was okay. Forgiveness is totally for you. It has nothing to do with the other person. Forgiveness is so that you don't have to carry around that heaviness of that burden. Our feelings aren't always going to align with that forgiveness either. I'll give you two scenarios One years ago, my mother, who was a sweet tea connoisseur, was visiting a local restaurant and she went to go sip some sweet tea and what should have been sugar in that sweet tea was actually pure lye. She ended up being life-flighted to the local burn unit of ICU and there she laid in a coma for an entire week and actually in the ICU unit for two weeks. In fact, at the beginning, the doctors told us there is no way she's going to make it. And then about halfway through, they said, okay, well, if she does make it, she's going to need a feeding tube and she's probably going to have scarring down her throat. And the day that we walked out of that hospital with her alive was a complete miracle. It was only weeks later that the media had requested a family interview, basically to talk with mom about what she remembered and how she felt about the restaurant where this had occurred. And as that media press conference concluded that day and our family proceeded to walk out, there was the GM of that restaurant standing out in the lobby. And we suddenly had two choices. We could either walk past him, nose up in the air and anger in our heart, but that wasn't going to do any good. That, that wasn't going to erase what had happened to mom. That wasn't going to make him feel any better. He already felt so remorseful. And that really wasn't going to help us. That could only bring about resentment and bitterness that would continue to fester within us. 
So without even discussing with each other, I was so proud of our family when one by one, we walked by him with either a kind nod or an extension of a handshake or for some even a hug. But we had the words to extend to him of, I forgive you. I forgive you. Now, I'll tell you, honestly, my feelings completely aligned with my heart that day. I genuinely forgave that individual. But I have another scenario where that's not the case. There's someone who continually causes drama and just a lot of havoc where I know that I need to forgive them. I continually try to extend that forgiveness, but they keep causing offense. And I will tell you, my feelings are not always in alignment with that forgiveness. And that's okay. As long as I remind myself, one, the forgiveness has to happen. And two, I never quit. And as a leader with that forgiveness extended to our team, to those that we work with, and even to ourselves, we're able to embrace the, the strength of our character and having an influence to be able to pass on to our team in humility, in service, and investing in them. And the humility, we're able to come alongside and cheer each other on because as the saying goes, blowing out someone else's candle doesn't make your shine any brighter. We can't do this alone. We don't know it all. And, and thank goodness we don't know it all because then we would stop with that growth mindset. And I, for one, want to always be able to learn. I don't care what experience you have or how many degrees you have, the education you have, or even how old you are. We all have something we can learn every day and we can all learn from each other. I had a a boss years ago who loved to assign all of their work, but then was not good at giving credit where it was due. And one time, one of our projects that we had worked so tirelessly on received recognition. And I was excitedly looking through this this publication. I saw some big wig names mentioned that received credit. But I do recall one name that was missing. And it was mine. And I learned right then and there from this leader that That was the type of leader I never wanted to be. To this day, I always try to ensure that I am extending the credit where credit is due. We can all learn from each other, good or bad. There's something to be learned in every situation, in every scenario, from everyone around us. And then in that humility, we can be reminded that we are all going to make mistakes. We are human. And how important that forgiveness comes in then. We can go on to serve each other. As a CEO, when was the last time that you went to your senior leaders and asked them, how can I serve you today? Or perhaps as a department head, you went to your supportive team and asked, what can I do to help you guys out? How can I be of support? Or just even asked your team around you, what resources could I help to provide to be able to allow you to do your work to the best of your ability? What can I do for you? And then we can take our experience that we have, that knowledge, that wisdom, and all of the opportunities we've been blessed to be able to experience, and we can pour that in by investing in someone else, investing in those around us to help them grow, to help build them up. 
my mom used to always tell me, make sure that you have a mentor, someone that you look up to that you can go to for wisdom and advice, and they will pour themselves into you. But then make sure you also take your experiences and take what you learn from that individual. And you in turn are paying it forward by investing in someone else. Have a mentor, but be a mentor. I remember years ago, I received a text from someone who I used to work with, and I was very surprised when they went on to to thank me for the influence I had in teaching them some of the marketing tactics I had. I've got to tell you, looking back, I feel like I failed as a mentor because I wasn't even intentionally investing in them. But that goes to show you the influence we have for good or for bad on those around us. And thankfully, this coworker reflects on our time together in a positive light. But I'll tell you, when she sent me that text, it reminded me how important it is for me to be very aware and alert of how I am giving back to those around me, how I'm investing in them. So often our, in our leadership, we can get so stuck in the power that we have, not just the influence, but the influential power. And I I think the well-known speaker, Nona Jones, says it very well of we don't have to have all the power. We just have to recognize what power we do have. And that power that we do have, as former CEO Carly Fiorina shares with us, the greatest power that we have is that character that we reveal. So leaders, we have an opportunity to change that perception that James Hunter shared with us on leaders and step up to the plate and be a leader of strong, positive influence. And how we do so is through developing the strength of our character. Perhaps you'd like more assistance on your leadership development or the development of your leadership team. Feel free to check out my leadership coaching opportunities at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Leadership coaching is for those wanting to grow and develop in their leadership role, have more positive impact in their role and with their team, reach their goals, and even have a sounding board. I look forward to the opportunity to learn and grow together. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.